Hey fellas, this is Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. All right, all right, what's up, guys? What's going on? Rob Carbone coming at you on a, well, Monday morning, early Monday morning, about 1.30 in the morning. Um, Just hopped off the PlayStation for a bit, playing a little PlayStation. I didn't catch the uh, football game. Didn't catch any football games tonight. Just watched the Yankees game around 1. Um, but yeah, what's going on? Episode 28 of BD4. 28, folks. That's the number this year, isn't it? That's the number we want to be talking about by the end of October. And uh, in order to do so, uh, Yanks fans are going to need home field advantage for that. You know, we want home field. And in order to get home field, we're going to have we're going to have to stop punting games. All right. We're going to have to we're going to need Aaron Boone to get his head out of his ass and stop punting baseball games here in the middle of September, because that's that's really what this entire Toronto Blue Jays series was. Right. I mean, even after that disappointing, it was a good series win in Detroit. Two out of three, I guess. But it's safe to say the Yankees didn't play their best baseball. I mean, game one, they punted that one, right? And so they come out this series and they do the same shit. Game one against Toronto here, we lose five to six in extras, right? Tanaka comes out of the gate, puts the Yankees down three nothing early. Okay, right? Nothing, nothing, whatever. It's just Tanaka being mediocre. Three nothing. Yankee bats, they come back. They put up a five spot. So, I think it was like the fifth inning. They came back and put up a five spot. Good, right? Yanks take a 5-3 lead in the fifth. From there, after Tanaka's night was done, five innings, they gave up four runs. So, it was 5-4 to four after five or something like that. But, Yanks were in the lead. They had a one-run lead. Aaron Boone does the right thing. He goes with his top guns, right? <laughs> he goes with uh, Adam Alavito for an inning, Tommy Canley, and Zach Britton. I don't love that, how he doesn't use these guys for more than an inning because because the Yankees really don't have a great secondary in their bullpen, right? They have a terrible mop-up crew, a terrible backup core of relievers. So he goes one inning from Adovino, from Canely, and Britton, who's been on fire, just goes one inning. But okay, whatever, right? We still have guys like Chad Green in there. We still had guys like... like uh. Chapman in there in case, you know, emergency situations. But no, no. He didn't he didn't he 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 limited our top guns to one inning, didn't even put Green in there, didn't bother touching Chapman, and instead, when the game is eventually tied, he goes with guys like Sessa and guys like Tyler Lyons for the final four innings of this game. For the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. He goes with Luis Sessa for two and Tyler Lyons for the final two, which he gave up the game-winning home run, the walk-off home run to Bo Bichette. Okay. I'm sick and tired of it, man. And I get it. I get that when you're trying to, you, you, you're trying to manage a baseball team, you want to rest your guys. I understand that, right? But sometimes, man, it's okay to push, push it a little bit. And that's my problem with Boone. He never pushes it. I'm not asking him to go full force and just play his guys, tire them all out before October. No, 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 no. 
Could have gave Britain an extra inning. Could have gave maybe Adovino another, Kaneley another. Could have used Chad Green. Chad Green's a he, he's a guy that can give you three or four of the pen. Didn't touch Green. I mean, that just bothers me how Aaron Boone can so easily just take a loss right there in front of him. And it's like he doesn't even give a shit. He knows what he's doing out there. He wants to sit guys instead of going for the win. He'd rather lose than win and use use his guys. He'd rather lose than win and quote-unquote waste his guys. And that's the funny thing about it, right? He's doing all this shit, and a lot of times it comes back to bite him in the ass because a lot of games he'll use his low-leverage guys first so he doesn't have to use his high-leverage guys. But then the bats make a comeback, and then eventually he has to use his top guns as well. <laughs> I love when he does that shit. Didn't happen in this game, but still. He punted after after he used his top three guys for just three innings. He punts after that. Lions gives up the homer. The Yanks lose 5-6. But we move on to game two, and okay, they bounce back, right? Yanks bounce back with a big 13-3 win. Uh, everybody's hitting the ball. Guardy had a pair of homers. Voigt had a double and a big homer. The Guardian and Voigt were 5 for 8 combined in that one. Bunch of ribbies. Um, the Yanks as a whole uh, had 19 hits. They were 19 for 44. So they hit the ball damn well. That's like a 432 clip, I believe. And they were 5 of 16 with runners in scoring position. Fine. Um, they, they were great, man. They banged out 13 runs. James Paxton took the mound. Paxton won 5 innings. He wasn't his best. Didn't have the fastball velocity that he usually does. Was sitting more around 93 than 95. But, I mean, even at his worst today, he's still good, right? He went five innings, allowed just one run. Earlier in the year, when Paxson was off, he, he, he'd he either get blown up or he'd be mediocre. But now, he's on a 9-0 run because even at his worst, he'll give you five innings of one run ball. And that's why he's my number one guy right now. Guy, I mean, he's... Friggin' 9 0 with 250 in his last nine starts since the beginning of August. He's my number one guy. We'll talk on that in a second, but big win for game two. But <laughs> they come out in game three, and there goes the punting thing again. So Chad Green gets the start. Good job. First inning, he lets up a double to Bichette, the first batter he faces. But he gets out of it, gets some strikeouts. Um, Aaron Judge hits a homer in the top of the first, actually before that. So it's one nothing before Green came in. But Judge hit the homer. Green had a good first inning. Uh, Montgomery then struggled. Jordan Montgomery made his debut. It's great to see him back, by the way. Big Montgomery guy. We'll also talk about him in a second. But, uh, you know, it was it was expected that he struggled, and he did. Two innings of three-run ball. Um, put the Yankees behind. Oh, he gave up the lead twice. The Yanks were in the lead uh, I think in the second, then he can then he gave up a run, and then they gave he gave up two runs after that. One day he took the lead again. So after the third inning, he was uh he put the team down. No, it was yeah they were down three to two after the third inning. Well, it was tied three to three. I'm sorry, but I mean that after that that's where that's what that's what started to piss me off. After Montgomery pitched, Dylan Batances then made his debut, which was great. Struck out two. Faced two batters, struck out both of them. But then here we went with the punting shit again, right? Right after Batances, for the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, Aaron Boone, Aaron Boone goes with Cortez, goes with Ben Heller, 
and he goes with Tyler Tyler Lyons again for the fifth, sixth, oh, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Here he goes again, punting a game that we should not be punting. I mean, I'm tired of it. Like we're treating it like this rest thing is such a big deal. It's not that big a deal, man. The Yankees have 11 games in 18 days between now and their first game of the ALDS. Okay, they can they can afford to use a little more, you know, a little more of their, of their top guns, a little more, a little more often is what I'm trying to say. They can afford that, man. It's not like they have to sit these guys on their ass so much as much as they do. I mean, Jesus Christ, show a little urgency. Show that you want to win home field at least. I mean, it's clear the Yankees don't think of it that way. It's probably some statistical analytical bullshit that home field advantage doesn't mean anything to them because they think these players are friggin' robots. They don't think there's emotion involved, that there's human fa- human uh, feeling involved. They don't think any of that. They probably just think they're fucking robots because that's what the analytical team does, man. They... I bet you that's how it is. I bet you that's why they don't think too highly of home field. And of course, they're going to tell you they do, but no, they don't give a shit. Tell, I'm telling you, man. Trust me. They, they, these these games that they're just giving away, they don't care. They don't care about home field. They're looking at it as this. Okay, we, we wrapped up the division. Not officially, but we have the division in control. Home field, they're thinking of it as some luxury. This shit's important. I mean, do you really want to go to game seven? Um... In Houston, you know, if you make it past the first round, that is. Uh, but do you really want to go to Game Seven in Houston, facing Verlander, facing Garrett Cole, facing uh, Granky? Even do you want to do that? I don't. Want, I don't want to do that shit. I want to be in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium, in front of in front of you know fifty thousand maniacs. That's what I'd prefer. If I was a Yankee, and how do you think the Yankee players feel about this? The manager going against his own team. It's practically it's practically what he's doing, man. I mean, it's dumb as hell. It's dumb as hell. Enough of this too much use thing. Jesus Christ. This is their job. It's their job to play, not sit. Again, I'm not asking him to use his guys and burn them out before October, but I'm asking him to use them a little more than he's doing now. It would literally not hurt if you want an extra inning with Adovino here and there, with Britain here, or if you use Chad Green in the game, or if he broke his little three days in a row rule that he refuses to break. It would not hurt. God. When the Yankees are playing Game 7 in Houston, down 2-1 to one in the 8th because they have no offense, Blame this game. Blame this game. Blame the Tigers game. Blame the game one, game three. Blame the series. Blame Aaron Boone for doing this so often here in September. It's so annoying, man. I'm sick of it. I mean, And he gets bailed out sometimes by the bats. All right. Listen, I'm not saying he's a bad manager. Like I said, he's probably going to win manager of the year, and he could very well. Maybe he deserves it. He probably deserves it, too. But, you know, when it comes to winning the big thing, when it comes to winning it all, I'm not. I'm not a big Aaron Boone guy, and I'm not comfortable with him leading this team. I'm not. <clears throat> he's not. He's not, you know, Everybody who knows me knows I'm not the biggest Boone guy, and it's because of that reason alone. It's because of that mentality he has. It doesn't seem like he has this killer instinct, this killer mentality where he wants to step on opponents' throats. He. It's like it's good enough is enough for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> good enough is enough. He doesn't want to go, go for the top. But... 
Uh, I I don't know what else to say on that topic. It's it is what it is, right? But speaking of the postseason, once again the uh, the uh, the roster it's it's going to be tough to to crunch crunch these numbers here and cut down this roster to make room for everybody. There's not going to be room for everybody, obviously. But you start thinking, you know, you start thinking of guys like. Mabin, Ford, Wade, Roman, who's going to be off the bench? That's one of the things I, I loved about this team, how deep they are, how great their bench is. You don't you don't win a championship without having a very good bench. You don't. I mean, just look at Boston last year. Steve Pierce, even Nunez played a role. Shit, they had a good bench. Yankees this year, man, they have a, t- a fantastic bench. Some of them became starters, right? LeMahieu, Urshela. But even the guys on the bench right now, Mabin, I know he's regressing a little bit, but he's you know he's still at 280 or something right now. He's a high batting average speed guy. Uh, Mike Ford, lefty pop who can pinch hit. They have to think about using Tyler Wade maybe in the postseason. Speed, versatility. You know, a late game pinch runner or a late game defensive sub. You know, he's a toolsy guy, man. He they if the Yankees can get Wade to. Hit 250 even and get on base at I think on 320 330 clip. He's gonna be a good player, man, because he can literally do everything but hit. And now that he's starting to hit, maybe you're thinking of putting him on, on the roster. Obviously, you have to monitor, you know, limit his playing time. And don't give him many at bats, if any at all. But definitely think about giving him a spot because of his speed and versatility. Um, also, Austin Roman, excellent year, man. He's sitting 286, and his OPS is in like the 760s. Having a great season for a backup catcher, man. Not many backup catchers can hit like Roman. He's hit in the last couple of years, too. So the Yanks got a great bench, and that's going to play a big role. I'm telling you, it's going to play a huge role in the postseason. So I just hope they pick their, you know, their players correctly. Clint Frazier. Although he should be an everyday starter at this point, and I feel terrible that he's being blocked on this team, he should be hit, he should be starting somewhere else. But it is what it is. But it's definitely going to be interesting now. If you're asking me who I'd go with of Maven, Ford, Romine, Wade, and Frazier, well, I'm a big Frazier guy, but his defense in the postseason is going to be a nightmare. Maybe they can DH him, but you're thinking with Stanton coming back and with Voit and Encarnacion, if he comes back, what are you going to do? You know. So he's probably not going to make the roster. Um, so it's going to come down to those four. You have to think Romine will be on there, obviously, as a backup catcher. And especially seeing if Sanchez is going to be healthy. So Romine's going to be on there. Um, but yeah, after that, I think it comes down to Wade, Ford, or Mabin. Got to pick from those three. And really, you can make a case for either one, like I just said. Mabin in the batting average, maybe in the speed, Wade in his elite speed, his versatility defensively, and Ford his you know, the ability to hit lefties. You know, he's a good lefty on lefty hitter. He's got pop. He can hit it out with one swing. And so it's gonna be an interesting decision that they make. <clears throat> but yeah. Also have to think about the rotation. Um as of now I'd probably still go Paxson first. I want Paxson game one. I want Masahiro Tanaka game two. Now, I said earlier, a couple days ago, I said, um, I understand the case for Tanaka as the game one guy, you know. But I think people do have to realize he's not Madison Bumgarner, 
right? We talk about Tanaka and his postseason success, and I agree that he does step up towards. Um, he does step up when he has to pitch a, good, a big game. He has something, you know. He has that clutch gene. I agree, but at the same time, guys, it's five postseason starts. You know, if Tanaka went out there this postseason and was the mediocre guy that we've seen this year, I wouldn't be that shocked. You know, I wouldn't really be that shocked because, you know, it's five starts. It's a five-star postseason resume. It's it's very impressive, 30-something innings, but it's not some big track record. So I think we have to tone it down again. i tone it down a little bit with Tanaka when talking about him as this postseason hero. He's not there yet. So it's understandable that he's that he's number one on some of your lists, but I don't think it's too crazy to have him number two. Hell, maybe even number three with Severino and Herman being number two. But I'd ha- I have Paxton one, then I have Tanaka two, and three I'd probably have one of Severino or Herman in whatever order for three and four. But that'd be it. Obviously, don't want Sabathia touching a start in the postseason. Neither uh, I don't want Hap either. Not at all. Um, but damn. Sevy's pitching tomorrow. Uh, no, Tuesday. God, I hate days off. Monday. Um, the, the Yankees have so many Mondays off. And it feels like whenever they're off, they lose the day before. So it's like friggin' torture. You know, another day just to see them pick up another win. But Sevy's starting Tuesday. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But it's it's there's there's still this part of me that's like it's not going to be the full Severino, you know. Not even just like the velocity. I'm not even talking about the velo. The uh, the Yankees are going to limit him. I know they're going to limit him. That's what they do. They worry about this, you know, giving the guy rest and shit. They're going to limit his innings, and I think he's on like a sixty seventy pitch count. Which you know, if he's sharp, maybe he can go five. Four or five. I just wish that we could get this Severino who could go balls out. Seven inning horse again, you know. God, the Yankees don't have a single horse. You know, they're relying on a hot a guy on a hot streak in Paxton. They're relying on a returning Severino on a pitch count. I just wish they had that one guy who was consistent from day one to day 162. That would make me feel so much more comfortable about their World Series odds. Even just one guy. You know, one Cy Young candidate, one all-star even. But they don't have one, man. You know, you look up and down the rotation, and like I said, they're their best shot. Like, we're talking about Paxton's nine consecutive, nine, nine his last nine starts. That's what we're building off. And that's what we're, what's it called? That's what we're relying on here. A guy in a hot streak. We're on the flip side. Houston is relying on three guys or two guys. In the Cy Young discussion, and Zach Ranky, who's very good himself. You know, I wish I just wish the Yankees had a horse who we knew was going to show up. We don't have anyone. Not anyone. I talked about Tanaka. I told you about Paxton, but Herman, inexperienced as hell, and Sabathia and Happ are going nowhere in the playoffs. We're not touching them. We obviously don't want them giving any starts. So the Yankees don't have that one guy. So we just got to hope that Paxton's hot streak continues. Just got to hope that Tanaka continues his postseason success. We just got to hope that Severino can give you four or five and the bullpen does it from there. 
and that's another thing. I'm happy that Patances is back, but at the same time, there is a little bit of worry. Listen, I love this Yankee pen. I think this Yankee pen is very good, right? It's great, but there is a bit of concern here. They've got one, two, three, four guys in Britain, Chapman, Adovino, and now Batances, who have a tendency to be wild and walk the park a little bit. You know, guys like Britain is a big nibbler. His walks per nine innings is insane. It's insanity. It's like six point something. Same with Adovino, right up there. But Tansis is very wild. He's known to be wild. How's he going to be coming off, you know, a big injury? Um, and, and Chapman, you know him. Chapman loves to make it interesting. So there is a part of me that thinks relying so heavily on this bullpen that has trouble throwing strikes at times. There's a part of me that thinks, you know, got discipline hitting clubs like Minnesota, like like Houston. There's a part of me that thinks they're going to have a field day, you know, just take pitches, wait for the right pitch, and just crank it. So that does concern me. We're, we're relying very heavily on a strikeout bullpen. You know, when you have a strikeout bullpen, you're going to get a lot of walks. Kind of like when you have a power-hitting lineup, you're going to get a lot of strikeouts. Not this year with the Yankees, obviously, but, you know, that's that's my comparison with the, with a power pen. You know, it's the same thing with the power-hitting lineup. So there's a concern there, especially with a weak rotation. You're going to be relying on that pen so much. So they got to be on their game, got to be on point, got to be throwing strikes. But, you know, I'm glad to see Batances back. Glad to see Montgomery back, man. I love Montgomery, man. I loved his rookie year. And, ah, man, I wish he was with this club all year. He would have made a difference himself. Just, And he's not some superstar. He's not some future number one guy. He's probably going to be like a number three. But I think he's going to be very, very solid. He reminds me of a... <laughs> it's funny I'm saying this now because I spent the entire season shitting on Jay Happ. But he reminds me of a young version of Happ. You know, this crafty lefty. Throws in the low 90s, 93, 94 sometimes, 92. But he gets it done. He's crafty. He hits the corners. And he has a nice variety of, of pitches where he can make a move. And he, he does the right thing at the right time. He kind of reminds me of a young Happ. I think his career is going to be a very solid career too. He'll sit in the you know the mid to low threes with the ERA year to year, three thirty guy. You know I think of him somewhere around that mark. I think he's going to have a solid career, and I'm happy to see him back. Now a lot of people are saying you know Montgomery is probably a guarantee to be left off the postseason roster. I don't disagree, but I also don't agree, not wholeheartedly. You never know, man. I mean this guy can go out there. He didn't have a great outing today, but shit. How many games we got left? About 15, 16, something like that. Gets a couple more outings in. Maybe the Yankees start thinking about using him as an asset out of the bullpen. He's a strike thrower. He's definitely a strike thrower. It's something, it's something to think about. You know, never, you know, Like I said, you can never get enough pitching. You know, that's, that's the old saying in baseball. Can't have enough pitching. It's not a bad idea. I haven't counted him out yet, so just just keep an eye on that. But um, yeah, uh, who else is coming back? Stanton's coming back. He'll be back on Tuesday, I think. Back in the lineup. Um, here's the thing: a, a lot of people <laughs> listen. I I, I like San, I like Stanton. I'm a Stanton. I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a Stanton guy, but 
I like Stanton. I'm not a hater. I like him. I'm going to root for the guy. Obviously, I'm going to root for him to have big-time success. But I, I do, you know, I see a concern there. And I talked about it in my last episode. But there is the concern with the strikeouts. And the Yankees are putting the bat to the ball this season, making contact, not just relying on the home run. And it's kind of what Stanton is. He doesn't make contact. It's the opposite of what Stanton is. Sorry. He doesn't make contact. He kind of relies on the home run to get him going. There's that concern there. But as I said, with Sanchez out of lineup, with Encarnacion out of lineup, two power hitters out of lineup, especially with Sanchez, who strikes out a lot, maybe it kind of you know neutralizes things. It's like a one-for-one. One. You know, get one out, get one in. Because that's kind of my thing. There needs to be a balance. You know, it's easy to say, oh, Stanton and Sanchez in the same lineup is nasty. It's going to take over. But no, I mean, you can't just stack power hitters on top of each other. You know, that's kind of why LeMahieu, Squire, Urshela have been big difference makers because they transformed this lineup from, you know, strikeouts to to singles, doubles, triples, homers. So that that is, there's a bit of thing in me that says, like, Stanton coming back and having Sanchez not in the lineup and just one power hitter who strikes out a lot is going to be more beneficial as opposed to having a bunch of power hitters in there. You know, Stanton's kind of like a guy we didn't need. So if Sanchez wasn't in the lineup and Stanton was in the lineup at the same time, along with Encarnacion, I'd definitely be a little concerned there because that's a lot of strikeouts. But Sanchez is out, and now we get to see Stanton for the rest of the year kind of audition himself for... No, he's probably going to make the postseason anyways, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's just... There's that concern there. So if everybody comes back and Stanton's in there, I'm definitely going to be concerned. If not, and he's, you know replacing Sanchez and Carnacion as the DH or as the power hitter, I think I'm okay with that because it's less strikeouts in there. And that's my big thing. I'm aware, I'm afraid of the strikeouts, but you know, I get it, man. I get he's a, he's a big-time power hitter. I understand that. You don't have to get mad at me for not being a big Stanton guy. I know Stanton's big around some of the Yankee millennial fan base. Shit, you say one bad thing about guys like Stanton and Sanchez especially, you'll get attacked. Shit. They're the golden childs. That's what they really are. They're the golden childs of this fan base. But I think what I'm saying here is understandable. You don't want to have too much of one thing in the lineup. And, you know, it's kind of worked itself out to where you're not going to have that situation. But, yeah, so we're going to have an interesting week here. Getting a bunch of guys more back. Couldn't be more excited, man. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for this shit. Yanks are a powerhouse, but... Like I said, it's it's going to be interesting, man. Rosters, you know, roster spots are so valuable. You know, you want to kind of want to go with the guys who got you there, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Yanks do got to bounce back, man. They do got to bounce back here at home against the Angels. Uh, they're without Trout. They're without Otani. So this should be an easy sweep. None of this two or three shit and none of this one of three shit either. The Yankees need to win this this series. They need to sweep this series. And really, for the rest of the season, they better start kicking ass. Because these teams we're playing are awful. We just wasted six games uh, against Houston. I mean, against Detroit and Toronto. Six games against them. We went three and three. You can't waste opportunities like that when you're trying to get home field, man. You cannot do that. So the Yanks got to bounce back here 
at home against Anaheim, and they better keep winning for the remainder of the regular season and hopefully translate that into October. Let's keep it going, boys. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate the support I'm getting uh, every day, guys. Thank you so much, you know, reading the blog, listening to the podcast, um, you know, reading my, my hot takes on Twitter, on Facebook. I appreciate all that, guys. So thank you so much. And I'll see you in the blog on Tuesday. All right. Ciao.